Hi everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky post Ripco Rally New Zealand. We probably look a little bit jaded and a little bit secondhand, BB, you more so than me, um, because you put in a lot more hours than I did. Uh, how are you feeling this week, mate, as we sort of, you know, recover from what was an amazing weekend? Massive kudos to everyone involved. Um, yeah, the rain didn't quite, uh, weather didn't quite play the play ball with the rain, but we still had a, a brilliant time. The event went off um, like clockwork, really, didn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's certainly one of those sort of swan-like situations. A few people have referenced that during the week. It, it all looked relatively calm across the top, and and then underneath was um, paddling like crazy. But uh, yeah, I think uh, equal parts um, relief. Not going to lie, there's a bit of pride in there, um, and and yeah, pretty tired. Um, some of us, you know, saw the event right through to the end, Budgie, um, <laughs> right through till just shy of four o'clock on Monday morning. Um, some some people in this um, show also went to bed early, budgie. So, some of us adulted. Some of us, some <laughs> of us decided that another weekend of no sleep was was probably not the best thing for my health or um, <laughs> yeah for for the working week ahead. So yeah, no, no, I I was a nanner. I went to bed. <clears throat> yeah, Sounds like had, I missed a good night. Yeah, we had to put on some good Kiwi hospitality for our for our international visitors, and I think that they. Uh, enjoyed themselves throughout the rally and, and then, uh, yeah, again on, on Sunday night. So uh, they probably taught us a few tricks or two. But that's not what we're he- here about. I mean, how how good was, was that? That was something pretty special. It was 10 years in the making. As you say, the weather didn't play its part. But what was really encouraging was everyone you spoke to didn't really seem to care. They just went, oh, we got money. But, man, the cars were spectacular. So, yeah. yeah the, cars, was- the cars were just unreal, weren't they? Like, you know, we... <laughs> You know, Darren Galbraith said to me at Shakedown because I mean, the first couple of cars, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, like this is it made it made our own NZRC competitors look slow, and that's not a, a slight on them by any stretch of the imagination. No. But man, those rally one cars are fast, and you know, Darren sort of said, "Oh, well, I've been watching it all year, so I was kind of expecting it." But man, I didn't. I thought it, it blew me away with just how fast they accelerate, how fast they, they the braking was unreal, braking performance was unreal, where they stop, and yeah, you know, what a spectacle. No, no wonder, you know, this championship is is reaching more and more people around the world because, yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining, isn't it? Absolutely. But, you know, fantastic for the Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship to be in amongst that, to run, a, you know, um, with the way that the event was laid out, it wasn't super easy for people to to um, hop and skip in between stages. And, and you know, there was, I think we went to Fonga Coast, there was probably 3,000 people there the first pass through. Everyone was saying there was more the second time. But they were there for the field, you know. They were still there when, when Rob Saunders, the last car, was, was coming through in the Gulf, which was really, really neat to see. And um, several of them have said, you know, what a buzz to to be coming down to these junctions, these famous junctions that they've all watched at. And um, it's just crowds, crowds. And- oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was Tiako South uh, in the afternoon, sort of up north on the on the Saturday, massive crowds again. You know, like you, we sort of go back in your memory to 2012 and the, and the years prior to that where it was a regular thing. And uh, to me, anecdotally, I don't have the hard evidence, but anecdotally more people out than I've ever seen before international events. Um, you know, the cool thing was, you know, we've always, you know, as a spectator, you always you watch your top cars, you watch the leading Kiwis, and then you'd sort of jump in the car and bugger off to the next stage and, and try and maximise the, the amount of times you could see the top guys. The, the beauty was the, the field didn't drop off. It's not like you had, oh, well, you know, you've, you've seen the entertainment now and these guys are just making up numbers. The field was so strong 
all the yeah. way through that it was worth sticking around. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's a credit to every single one of the 74 competitors that started the event, you know, um, they, they did, they entertained the crowds. The crowds were, were happy right the way through, you know, the, um, full credit to the crowds too, because the, the general feedback was that they were well behaved. You know, there was, there was that, Concern around that too as to, you know, would we have issues? But the reports back from the FIA were really, really strong. So, um, you know, I think it, it, it's hats off to the whole community. Uh, you know, New Zealand rallying, I think, really stepped up and, and showed itself to be, you know, one, one of the best in the world um, across the whole, you know, across spectators, competitors, the whole the whole shoot match, you know. It was, um, yeah, I think it was a pretty special thing to be a part of, budget. Yeah, 100%, absolutely. Um, right, we better talk about some performances in within the event. Uh, yep. We'll start at the pointy end. So two Kiwis on the WRC2 podium, Hayden Patton, uh, you know, what a amazing drive from him. He, you know, all the pressure on him. I know he talked on the show a couple of weeks ago about, you know, he had nothing to prove, nothing to gain and at all to lose, I guess, going into the event. Everyone expects him to win. Everyone expects him to dominate. And if he does it, it's like, oh, well, you know, he was supposed to do it. And if he doesn't, well, then... You know, oh wow! You know he's he's tripped up. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong in trying conditions. He didn't back down. You know, he wouldn't wasn't really driving within himself or didn't appear to be. Um, yeah, I, I think that is one of the great drives. And it just as as a as a fan, it, it pisses me off to be honest that he's still running around here in New Zealand and not in a WRC one car because if he's not one of the best six drivers on the planet, I'm not here. Yeah, yeah, I think he he can absolutely um, hold his head up high from his performance. Going into the weekend, you might have gone, hey, one or two championship points, you know, a ninth or a tenth would have been a really, really good result. You know, um, he was consistently out, outpacing Lorenzo Bertelli. Now, to be fair, Lorenzo's first event, uh, but the gap between the, the WRC2 and the Rally 1 cars is is bigger than ever. Um, and he absolutely nailed that. Um, and, yeah, to get up to sixth, I, I think, is a, a very, very special result. Um, to do it, and you know the the chairs at Jack's Ridge for him, I think that that would have been the icing on the cake. You know, I think it was a a, a great drive. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen too. Oh, what do you say? The guy's just a freak. You think, oh yeah, we you know he he's come to this level. Oh yeah, that'll be the, yeah okay. Maybe we found his ceiling. Well, we, it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. You know, um, he was right on the pace of of Kaito Kaitanovich, who's odds on to be. The world champion in that class. Um, if it wasn't for a puncture, I, you know, I think that would have been a really fascinating battle. So, um, and that, that's it's a it's a really interesting point, BB, because all the way through, Shane had talked about getting getting through the first day, assessing at the end of Saturday, and maybe really having a push on Sunday. Now, if that puncture doesn't, he, that that gap was about about thirty seconds, give or take. It was coming down. He was Shane was getting quicker and quicker, and then unfortunately, that puncture kind of put paid to the you know, to any chance of a battle between the two on the final day. I, I really wonder what might have happened had that puncture not happened and, and what we could have seen on the Sunday. Because, you know, again, in treacherous conditions, again, a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation. Shane Van Gisberger might be, you know, in the discussion at the moment as the most high-profile Kiwi sports person, let alone motorsports person around. And so everyone was talking about him. And, and again, he delivers when, it, when all the pressure's on. Absolutely, yeah. And, and what I really loved... Uh, about Shane over the weekend, and you watch the WRC all live stuff. He crossed the finish line. He was cracking the biggest smile. You couldn't fit that smile inside that crash helmet. Um, 
he was, you know, genuinely just there because he loves it, which is fantastic, you know. Um, by the same token, it was, it was a real shame that some of our other Kiwi guys perhaps didn't get the the fair crack you might have um, hoped to see, you know. Uh, Rana Hoare and Turbo Failure on the first proper stage from the coast, um, no rhyme or reason as to why that uh, failed. Um, yeah, it's a real shame, real shame for Rana there. Uh, I think he, yeah, he was building up to that. And I think certainly from where we saw him with the, um, with the eye stop watch out, because um, none of us were quite quick enough to actually get a stop watch out. <laughs> <laughs> he was on it though, eh? Like he, he looked he like was, he was, he was trying and yeah, mate, there's, you know, there's so many sob stories, but yeah, I do feel for some of the pointy end of our, our championship, you know, you run through it, just about everyone had a drama of sorts, Obviously, Robbie Stokes, we, you know, uh, sort of running out of things to say about uh, the misfortune that, you know, that he's having to deal with. And then, um, you know, the frustration that I guess he's feeling and whether that's impacting the way he drives when he is is able to get some Ks. Um, you know, Ben Hunt battled some issues all day Friday and, you know, was was ringing. Yeah, it was un, it was unbend-like drive because it wasn't tidy and, by his own admission, it, it wasn't, um, you know, Friday wasn't a great day for him. And and then to have the drama late in the day to sort of take him out of contention was was really frustrating. I think, you know, on another day, he'd be right in that battle um, in that WRC2 um, situation. And, yeah, right the way through the field, Josh Marston and, you know, you just it's just driver after driver, Dylan Turner, everyone had dramas. Yeah, um, you know, Ari Pettigrew too. Um, that certainly made for a fascinating battle between he and Matt Summerfield, um, for third in the championship, which went right down to the wire. Um, you know, Rana, when he came back, was very, very quick. And, and it's the old what might have been story, you know, several times over. Um, Kingsley Jones was on for a great result. Unfortunately, um, found a fairly unique way to park. Uh, no culverts this time, but um, I think I think he would have gone for a culvert in, in hindsight. Um, you know, he, that, I think what was really neat, we had 13 guys start that international rally out of our uh, Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship. Um, they all, you know, they all had their dramas. They all had their issues. You know, not one of them copped a fine from the FIA. That doesn't happen. Um, they all started the rally. I, I think that, you know, that that's, you know, hats off to those guys because it's not easy. Um, and I, I helped them a little bit with that process and, and it's not easy, um, believe me. Um you know, I think we you get into the two wheel drive battle well, too. Before, before we before we do yeah. the, the other classes, just just one point I wanted to raise, BB, is a, a couple of our Cat One competitors that did sort of turn a few heads or, or do some things that caught the eye. I thought Jack Hawkswood in the new car um, again, obviously struggled a weekend, but as he has done all year, smart drive, sensible drive, got the car to the end, maximised the situation rather than throwing it away. Uh, Hayden McKenzie, how quick it was he? Now again, yeah. another guy that had a few dramas, but you know, again, proving that he is someone to really keep it on. Um, I, and Matt Summerfield just finishing off what's been a really good second half of the season with a, a, a yeah. trouble-free drive. Yeah, yeah, I thought um, you know Matt and Nicole really, uh, you know, gave a, a great account of themselves. What their future is at the moment, who knows? And um, if that is the last time we've seen them at, at, at a national level. Um, which I really sincerely hope that it's not. Um, yeah, I think they can definitely hold their their heads up high with that. Yeah, Hayden McKenzie, very very impressive all weekend. Um, that whole Force Motorsport team with Jack Hawkswood building a new car, the absolute biggest nightmare you could 
ever have is having to do 160 k's of rallying with no service. And that's, they did that, and yes, they had their issues, and yes, they struggled through, but that team created a car that got through that, that got through three days of an international rally. And, like, I mean, it was a week out. It was, is this car actually going to be ready? I think it fired up for the first time, the you know, 10 days before the rally start, or if that. Um, so, yeah, hats off to those guys. I think that's uh, yeah, just making the start line was enough of an achievement and um, to make the finish line and, and be third in, in class. Absolute hats off to them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go through some of the classes and have a look at how those storylines played out. So starting with the NZRC two-wheel drive, the Group N cars, Dylan Thompson again, um, you know, saved his best for last. Yeah, he was very good. You know, there was a little bit of a story mechanically with, with that car. I'll, I'll let you sort of fill the, the uh, viewers in on, on what actually took place there. But uh, he managed to make his way through and was crowned champion and overall two-wheel drive champion as well on, on what was, uh, you know, again, a very smart drive. The others, a lot of dramas um, throughout that field. Um, just to give us that rundown on on how we ended up with uh, the podium that we ended up with. <laughs> how long have we got? Um, yeah, look, Dylan came out firing and following Coke really stamped his authority on it. Um, Jordan Grant set some stunning times and, um, you know, I think... Um, it would have been a really, really interesting battle going into that second day um, or that, that second round on the Saturday. Um, unfortunately, Jordan uh, suffered a, a fairly significant accident on the first stage of of Saturday and, and um, Glenn Goldring has you know, suffered a back injury from that and, and we, we all wish you well. Goldie, he was released from hospital on Thursday. Uh, what are we today? Thursday. Thursday, not Ricky, of course. Wednesday. Um and so, yeah, he'll be in for a bit of bit of quiet time. But yeah, he's he's a very very well liked and respected uh, member of our community, and, and I know that he's had a lot of support and, and will continue to do so. Um, and hopefully, it won't be too long till we see him back in a rally car. But um, in the meantime, I think he's got himself a position on the couch to take it easy this weekend for Bathurst. How convenient! Um, yeah, Bryn Jones. I think he he showed you know another level um, over the weekend. Unfortunately. Just got a little bit eager over one of the jumps in Tiakau South and broke a drive shaft. They couldn't get it out. So um, that was the end of their weekend. But the, the couple of Hondas too, you know, Ant Torito and, and Charlie Evans. Ant Torito, first time in the championship, I think. Very, very impressive. Um, Lucas Ramsey, unfortunately, broken gearbox, you know. Um, so, but JP Vandermeijs was there, picked up picked up the pieces and um, maybe the pastry flakes in, in JP's case, being a baker and... Um, yeah, well done to him because he, he took out the rookie championship as well and, and that was a very well-deserved uh, title for him. You know, it's just the way the, the cookie crumbles um, for for a couple of those other guys. You know, Dave Ollis was very close on that too and, and then um, fired off on on the first pass of Puhoy in the in the after or second pass of Puhoy, sorry. Um, yeah, so that was a really, really good class. Uh, the, the open two-wheel drive battle was an interesting one too. You know, um, Dave Strong, Dan Haynes, that season-long battle, one of them was going to come out and make a statement, and it was definitely Dan. And Dan, absolutely, you know, Dave Strong was the first to admit it, you know. Um, caught and passed him in, in Fonga Coast, and, and what do you do from there? Um, so he was pretty well pretty well beat before it, it started, and, um, yeah, that's that was a, a huge psychological blow that, that Dan... Uh, landed and you know 
very deserving champion because of that, you know. Um, great to see Stumpy Holmes in there too, you know, the name blast from the past and, and took the class win uh, for the final round of the season. Um, you know, McRae Slover was very, very quick too. Uh, and Brent Taylor, as, as we expect. Um, Chris Alexander, you know, there are thereabouts taking, taking all the points. How about that um, hell of a moment for Peter Farrell too, uh, right by where we were watching. And man, how lucky was that, that that car did not go over. Um, if you haven't seen the, the footage, make sure you keep an eye out in a couple of weeks on, on CRC Motorsport or, or here on our channels afterwards. Uh, very, very lucky moment for, for Peter and Andrew Smith at the, at the Spectator Junction at Fonger Coast. Uh, not to tip over, Budgie. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Rally Challenge, um, Jeff Ward in the four-wheel drive uh, class and then Jonty Brinson in the two-wheel drive class went in sort of having had really strong seasons looking to cap it and secure what was the championship. We've given half their championship points up for grabs over the weekend. Um, and Jeff had to do it the hard way because, man, Brindley, Jones, uh, Brindley Smith excuse me, put together an outstanding drive on the Friday to, to win that class and, and good on Rin. We all, you know, one of the most popular guys and in our championship, and yeah, you, know, you can say he won his class at WRC and uh, put some real pressure on Jeff. He had to work hard for it on the Saturday and, and the Sunday, uh, excuse me, on the Saturday to to wrap it all up and, and to bank that championship. But Jonty Brenzel for me, yeah, outstanding drive, um, dominated his class as he has done all season. But he he was the first two wheel drive car to finish the event, if I'm not mistaken, BB. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In that national rally, and and to be fair, we had no four wheel, uh, two wheel drive cars in the international rally. So he he was the top two wheel drive car, uh, very very deserving winner of the the Dunlop driver of the rally too. You know, like um, everyone was commenting on on Jonty. Everywhere you saw him, he was tipped in, he was committed, uh, but never looking ragged. You know, it was it was in control and it was fast. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he was he was uh, wonderful. The the Jeff Ward. Brinsmith battle, um, you know, Jeff had to work hard. It looked like it was it was his to lose going there, but Bryn took it to him on the Friday. He definitely did. Uh, I, I think it was a massive step up from from Bryn, and, and, you know, he was very, very motivated to to put in a performance like that. You know, Sean Haggerty was right in there with that bunch too. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it was a really, really fascinating battle at the, at the front of that Rally Challenge field. Um, yeah, he um, unfortunately we didn't get to see a lot from from Mike Young. Obviously, the car didn't arrive, and and then a, an early engine failure. Um, but you know those guys, I think, were all super impressive. And, and what it did was it put pressure on Jeff on that Saturday, which was a day where uh, really you, you didn't want to be um, you didn't want to be fighting or, or really having to lay it all on the line. There was, you know that Puhoy stage where we saw multiple cars leave the road. There's rivers running down the road. You know, the conditions were the the surface was hard, but the conditions were just atrocious. I mean, well done to everyone for actually everyone that did survive it for surviving it. Um, so yeah, that that was a in in the end, Jeff Jeff came out with the win and and fair play to him. You know, um, unfortunately, Dave Ollis sort of slipped out of what probably would have been third in the in the Rally Challenge um, four wheel drive class for the year because uh, of course Jonty actually took third in the overall rally challenge for the year, which is pretty impressive and a little 1600 starlet. Um, I guess the other one we, we need to touch on, unfortunately there was just the one car, but um, you know, John Silcock, Donna Elder in the, in the historics um, still managed to, to finish and kept Dylan Thompson honest for that overall two wheel drive title. Um, yeah, kept, kept him on his toes. Unfortunately, they, they spun trying to 
avoid a rock in, in Fonga Coast the first time through and filled the exhaust up with mud and um, was all a bit of a, a schmozzle to start with. Um, and, and, you know, lots of people would, would give up and, and John didn't do that. He kept on, on persevering and, and that's what those long-distance rallies are all about. Yeah, 100%. All right, mate. So when we uh, we start to wrap up what's been a, a phenomenal year, I mean, it's going to be very hard to top what we've had in 22 again in 2023. Uh, I'll, I'll put you on the spot. There's talk about 24 and the Ripco Rally New Zealand coming back. Uh, your thoughts, chances, likelihood? <laughs> um, yeah, certainly the feedback is that everyone wants it back. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, we just got to got to find the money troop because um, the reality is that those events are seriously expensive to run. Um, but they're world class sporting events, and and I think that it's it's something that the New Zealand public um, you know deserves to have here. They the the rallying community got out, supported it despite um, the atrocious conditions, and and yeah, whether or not we, I, I'd love to think so, Budgie. I really would, um, and I think I think that everyone would love to see. Um, the the show back, but um, yeah, there, there's realities around it, and, and so we just got to keep our fingers crossed. And and I have no doubt that that the team that works on on that part um, from Rally New Zealand will you know leave no stone unturned in bringing that back. Um, in the meantime, it probably opens up a couple of uh, calendar slots for 2023. Uh, so watch this space, ladies and gentlemen, and and we'll you know continue to bring you updates over uh, the next month or so through BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. Uh, also keep an eye on the New Zealand Rally Championship Facebook page where we run through, um, yeah, we'll run through all of our, our class podiums um, and, and you know, prize winners from throughout the season because there's been yeah, so many um, impressive performances throughout the season and, and we'll recognise them uh, through the social channels. Uh, of course, TV coverage to come on on CRC Motorsport as well, um, and that will also appear here on the NZRC uh, Facebook page and our YouTube channel as well, NZRC.tv. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, that was a, a pretty spectacular way to round out an epic year. You know, we've had eighty-one um, teams register, seventy-nine teams start events this year, and when you put co-drivers in amongst that, it's well over one hundred and sixty. Uh, competitors that we've had across the season. Um, so I'd like to personally thank each and every one of them for coming out. Um, you know, our round organisers, um, there's a lot of work goes into putting these rallies on, um, every single one of them. So, um, yeah, to, to everyone that's been involved in, in making the 2022 Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship the success it's been, um, you know, from me, a, re- a real big thank you. Yeah, did I? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, having the job of, of covering. Uh, from a media standpoint, and and uh, you know, with the from the service park and that, some of the competitors probably worry about uh, <laughs> what information that we we acquire. But yeah, just you know, I'm involved in a lot of sport, um, a lot of different sports, and uh, our rally community is is very very special. We've got some great people involved in it, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to deal with with everyone in the championship, and I mean that sincerely. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll keep doing the show. It's, it's, uh, it's we're not finishing up by any stretch of the imagination just yet. Uh, so be more shows over the coming weeks, but um, yeah, just on behalf of uh, everyone involved from a, a media standpoint too, thank you to um, to all of our competitors for it's been an awesome season. Can't wait to do it again next year. 